to me, Buffy. Uh, yes, season two, episode seven, Lie, Lie to me. me. Liar! She asks for it by the end. She's like, spare me the truth. Lie it's to too me. too hard. Break my heart. <laughs> I'm Marley, one of your hosts. I'm Jana. It's nice to be here. Nice to be you. here with you in this closet tonight. In this very romantic episode. It's romantic dark. It is very dark. It's like mostly at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of dark men with dark hair. It's gothic love. Yeah. It's uh, love with a side of pain. Yeah. <laughs> lots of gothy stuff. It's excellent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> lots to get into, I think. Yes. In this episode. Yes. <laughs> it's complicated, right? Mm-hmm. Getting complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Marmar, take us through the episode. What's the sitch? Tell me what's happened. And this is the part of the episode where Marmar really just skates us through the events and transformations of the episodes through her eyes. Yeah, in real time, scene by scene. Uh, So here we go. Open. Here we go. Child in playground at night waiting for mommy to pick him up. Wow. Terrible mother. Come on, mom. She's always late. Why is he in the playground at like 10 p.m.? <laughs> I mean, the sun sets at around 6.37 in Sunnydale because they're equator land. So the sun sets and rises at around the same time, California So style. weird. I mean, I think that's not entirely true. I think there's some seasonal changes, some seasonal affect on sunset, sunrise. But generally speaking, it, it sets pretty early there. It's so weird because if it's warm enough to be outside in a playground here, it's the sun is usually setting at like 10 p.m. or yeah. 11. <laughs> but we're just so north, right? Yeah. So we don't have the same relationship with sunset. Mm, we don't. We don't live in a. We live in a place where it changes a lot. Like it's it, either completely nighttime all yeah. the time or daylight all the time. You know, like there's a seven-hour difference, mm-hmm. eight-hour difference in our sunsets and our sunrises, and here there's like maybe two hours at most. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's just to justify the opening scene. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay, I believe it. Kid waiting for mama. Uh, Drusilla here to save the day, though. She sort of, like, wandered out from her little cave uh, to wander the playground creepily. Well, and Drusilla is sort of on par. I mean, she's a vampire here. Mm-hmm. Uh, princess lady. Um, but she is sort of a child. Definitely. She is a child in an adult... Uh, She's a – yeah, there's lots of stuff to talk about for Drusilla this episode, but you really see it start in the very first scene. Yeah. Like, she's totally comfortable chatting with this kid, right? She's like, hey, going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Um, And then Angel appears to save the day and is like, get the hell out of here, child. Child runs away. And then – Drusilla says, my angel. So I <laughs> I had no concept of the – I guess now that I really think about it, now that I know Angel sired Spike, like, uh, and Drusilla is Spike's, like, 
love, they would know each other, but this was like... This is his family. Yeah. Freaky. These are his children. Yeah. Scary. My angel. Right? And then his children are fucking, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked, right? Yeah, it's super it's a, fucked. But it's like an... He's protecting Drusilla. Mm-hmm. That is... He... He is also protecting this child, but he's not going to kill Drusilla. He's not no. ready. No, no. Um, and, like, this whole time when Spike and the gang has shown up, he has never been trying to kill them. He's just sort of trying to make them go away. But, like, it's – it's the town's not big enough for them all to live in forever peacefully. So Angel's just sort of delaying the inevitable, honestly. But totally. we're going to see. Yeah. But Buffy is, like, wandering around on roofs for some reason – I don't know. <laughs> I'm not totally just checking sure it out. She's just being really cool that <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah. Supergirl wandering on the roof. Uh, and then she sees what kind of looks like a little steamy interaction with Drusilla and yes. Angel. Yes. Very close physical proximity, mm-hmm. which usually communicates to us human beings um, a familiarity or an intimacy mm-hmm. that Buffy, you know, you know, body language, 75% of communication or whatever it is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so Buffy reads um, reads into this interaction that there's something Angel is hiding from her. Mm-hmm. But Which, while being, yeah. feeling, I think, kind of screwed up about what she, how she should feel or what he owes her, mm-hmm. what is the appropriate way to behave after you witness something that makes you feel jealousy and makes you feel like you don't know everything maybe you should know it's a complicated feeling yeah they have sort of struggled with this the entire little relationship that they've formed this um it's a communication issue really it's hard is they don't trust each other enough to be honest or to trust that the other person is going to be honest to them. So there's been many of these miscommunications, like, I mean, every episode. <laughs> well, but he is a 240-plus-year-old vampire who used to kill people, mm-hmm. and she is a teenage girl. Yeah. So They're bad. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know how anyone is supposed to, like, nail communication in their first year of knowing each other. I don't think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Especially these two. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah. So I think they're... um. Yeah, today's not a good day, and it t- sort of turns into a bit of a bad week for Buffy. But mm-hmm. but they keep at it. They keep at it, and they're trying to build trust. Mm-hmm. And they do they do eventually have more open communication with each other. Mm-hmm. But no, like, their, their personal histories, Angel's personal history is complicated. Yeah, because he's hundreds of years old and just has, like, all this shit. <laughs> yeah. And he's very buttoned up. But tight-lipped yeah. guy. <laughs> well, and well, this is sort of the theme of the episode is is what, how do we, what are the different ways we protect each other from knowing the truth? But how do we, how does that protection result in a loss of agency, right? And what, what does the other person have a right to know? Like, uh, I mean, no one has a right to know anything, really. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's what this episode is asking yeah. us. You know, we're all going to have different ideas about what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So 
that's the cold open. Buffy like sees this interaction, and then uh, and then we go to Giles and Miss Calendar talking about like their upcoming date. Uh, he's like, oh, well, I guess I'll try something new. He and and Miss Calendar has not told him the event that they're mm-hmm. going to. Yeah, so it's a surprise. She's like, just be adventurous. I can't believe they're dating. It's so cute, but it's wild that she wants to date someone like Giles. I mean, he's so cute and also but hot. you love him but too. Yeah, I think he's dreamy. But <laughs> but uh, but it's very interesting. They're very different. I know. <laughs> it's so cute. I know, but she's a techno-pagan and he's a bookie librarian. Mm-hmm. They almost rhyme. They're meant to be. They're meant to be. Uh, and Giles tells Buffy she looks kind of, like, sad when they run into each other. And he tells her to take the net off. And, and he says, uh, and, and maybe hang out with Angel. <laughs> he's being so cute and supportive of their, like, weird relationship. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I am actively not discriminating against this guy you like. Yeah. He's a vampire, but I think you should, you know, you should investigate that and decide how you feel about it. Yeah, you know what I mean? they've sort of come to this real trust. Yeah. Like, they really trust each other, which is cute. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Buffy's like, uh, whatever. Um, and then in class, this is sort of, this is Cordelia's only part in this episode, <laughs> and it is excellent. <laughs> They're talking about the French Revolution. They are. In class. They are. Boring. Let's talk about <laughs> other shit that happened in the places we live. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm triggered by the curriculum well, um, stuff in our province oh, definitely. right now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, you know, the the United States government is based on a republic. Mm. Um, so, and it's based on a French republic. Mm-hmm. So it is, you know, to their, their, their state of government, they do owe a lot to the French system. And it, it's also a... You know, it's a bunch of white people, but it, it's also a class revolt, which is pretty um, apt for right now, too. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. But Cordelia doesn't really get into any of that. She's just like, Mary Antoinette, I really understand her perspective. She looked really good. It's really hard to look that good. <laughs> and she was going to let the peasants eat cake, so what's the big deal? <laughs> I know. It's so Cordelia. It's yes. amazing. Yes. She is Mary Antoinette. She is. <laughs> She is. She's out of touch, and yet she is also somehow beloved. Yeah. Like, she's, charming. She just engages so much in class. I can't believe it. Like, she's so popular, but she is so, like you said it before, like, so active she's in the so school. Involved. And, like, is answering questions in class, like, unabashedly. Like, her opinions, it's kind of amazing. She does the readings. She does the homework. Yeah. yeah. And her opinions are wacky, but she is <laughs> expressing them. It's excellent. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> um, and so then after this is when is when this character, Ford, shows up. And Buffy's like, oh, hey, you were at my old school in L.A. We grew up together and we went to grade five together mm-hmm. and I had a crush on you. And- Can I ask you a question about this scene that she, this reunion? <laughs> uh-huh. Do you think, do you think on a different day, maybe... Maybe on maybe on a day where Buffy didn't just see Drusilla very very close whispering sweet deathly nothings into Angel's ear, do you think Buffy would still be as um, physically friendly hmm. with Ford? I don't know. It yeah, it was like obvious. She touched him. She linked arms with him. Like they literally were like holding hands. Um, but maybe I don't know. 
Buffy's like still kind of like a I don't know. She likes cute boys and Well, I'm I'm just curious about the show's intention know. or what the show maybe is also trying to offer us about platonic friendship. Yeah. Like this is so far we are talking about jealousy and people needing to own and be accountable for their jealousies mm-hmm. while also still acknowledging that it is possible to make people feel safer if they are feeling jealous feelings. Mm-hmm. Like I'm What I like about this show is that it is talking about platonic friendships between people who – between heterosexual people Mm -hmm. um, and other heterosexual people. But – It drops it in a few times in this episode. Uh, Yeah, I don't – well, they obviously have this intimacy that they're talking about immediately. Like, I had this crush on you in grade five or like we knowing each other forever – and I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I would be like this with, like, old guy friends, of course. But it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting how it's Buffy reacting, just a person doing something that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. What Buffy's doing is totally okay. Yeah. But it's also interesting how when you've see, seen what's happened to her, she's also maybe satisfying some kind of need to feel close and to feel... Um, like a physical relationship with a friend. Like, it's just... Well, and, like, he is obviously cute. Like, he's got his little cute earring (laughs) in, and he's kind of cute boy. So, you know, even if her and Angel didn't have this weird thing, like, you can still think someone's cute and maybe, like, touch their arm and stuff, and that's fine. Yeah, and Buffy and Angel, as far as we know, haven't... haven't Exclusive. They haven't talked about, like, the boundaries and the sort of rules that they've decided on about about how their relationship works monogamy wise and mm-hmm. and stuff so there's yeah there's lots and lots of stuff to still figure out for them mhm i just like that moment i like that scene because it it helps it's just really important to keep to intentionally keep teenagers physical with each other so that we understand that we are physical beings who express love physically sometimes mm-hmm. and that Monogam the default monogamy um, isn't how teenagers necessarily practice monogamy yet. Yep. They're figuring it out, and they're figuring out if that's what they want, and they're figuring out if that is what they want. Are they monogamish? Are they – what are their platonic friendships in relationship to their romantic friendships? Like, it's just so many shows, so many shows, that scene wouldn't happen. Buffy mm. wouldn't touch him. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have this kind of cuddly friendship. Mm-hmm. When the other star of the show, Angel, who's now a rising star in the show, they wouldn't do that. It would be they would feel afraid of the emasculation that mm. that a character like Angel or potentially their viewers who identify with Angel would feel. So it's just for me, it's quite important in 1997 to watch this woman have lots and lots of platonic male friends who do not get to date her. Yeah. And she is physical with. She does this thing with Xander, too. Yep. And she has even sort of, like, a, done a bit of flirty flirt with Xander. Um, but is physical with Xander, like, touches him. I mean, they were having, like, a sleepover at Willow's house one time. <laughs> so, yeah, I like that the show plays with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, so, oh, I had a question. Is he a character in the movie? No. Okay. But still haven't watched the movie. But someday, God damn it, yeah. <laughs> no, Ford is not a character in the movie. 
but he fits in the world of her friends in the movie mm. perfectly. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Because uh, I just thought it was, it, it's referencing her old life. I, I mean, I don't, it's been a while since I've seen it. It's possible there's a character named Ford. I don't think so. Okay. Cool. But she had, Buffy in the film has a lot of male friends as well. Hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So then they invite him to go to the bronze, or Buffy does. Xander and Miller are like, who's your new best friend? Yeah. <laughs> Where are your Hold best on. Friend? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they invite him to go to the bronze. They go and play, like, pool and drink sodas. What is the bronze? Uh, <laughs> I think they call it a club. This is the first time club. she's like, it's the local club, is what she says. Club for teens? For 14-year-olds? Club. Bring your own club. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your own club to the coffee shop. Uh, so, and Angel's hanging out there. Uh, and Buffy sees him and is like, where were you last night? He was like, nowhere, reading in my room. And she's like, you fucking liar. Uh, in her head. So she's very cold. Interesting. She gives him the opportunity to be like, oh, I was running around in the graveyard and I saw this lady. But he wasn't um, ready to talk about um, this horrible part of his past, mm-hmm. <laughs> as we learn later. So mm-hmm. now I uh, empathize with Angel mm-hmm. and his decision to maybe not want to reveal this right at the second. Or having no idea how to. Mm-hmm. And kind of needing to be caught. Needing to be caught so that some sometimes people, sometimes this is an important part of um, telling the truth, is being caught lying. Mm-hmm. because you are so afraid of what the truth will do to the relationship. Mm-hmm. There's no person on the earth who has not been in this situation before, mm-hmm. where they have lied when they should have told the truth. Yeah. We've all done it. Mm-hmm. To protect. To protect what? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So Angel's a liar, and... <laughs> And Ford and Buffy go for a walk in the alley. Buffy's like, I'm going to hang out with Ford. Like, again, sort of this reaction. Like, But also, maybe if she wasn't having a thing with Angel, again, like, maybe she still would want to catch up with her new, her old friend who's come back into her life. But they do go for a little weird walk in the alley. And she makes him run away while she um, slays this <laughs> vampire in the alley and tries to cover it up. <laughs> it's very funny. The cat monologue. Yeah. <laughs> It's very funny. Uh, and uh, But then Ford reveals he knows she's a slayer. So it's very interesting. And w- why she doesn't ask how he knows or... He said he figured it out when she was in school with yeah. him. Which is very interesting because no one else has figured it out ever. No. So, suspect. But, I mean, she tells Willow on the phone later when they're, like, girl talking... Like, it's so nice not to have to hide this part of myself. So she doesn't look too hard as to why. Yeah. Because it works out in her favor. Because it just, she's like, oh, thank God. I don't have to come up with cat monologues anymore. (laughs) Those are stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I wrote after this, I'm suspicious of him before I even knew. Because I was like, how does he know this doesn't make any sense? Like, this is too convenient I was suspicious of him. And then he went down into this goth club. 
Way cooler than the bronze. Uh, yeah, uh, Sunnydale has more than one club. Okay, so because there was another club in the other episode where that girl went who became a vampire. The fuck was her name? Um, oh, yeah, Hannah or Heather. Whatever. The one who was helping on parent-teacher night. Yeah, exactly. She yeah. went to this other club in town. So there are, by my calculations, at least three clubs in Sunnydale. So bronze is not the only club. I think the bronze... Is like remedy. Mm. Is it club it's for like, teens? Yes, <laughs> or like young people. Young people, and you can drink and get a coffee mm-hmm. and get a wrap, get a muffin. Sure. And we're at night. The lights can go down low, and mm-hmm. it can become a bit of a cooler vibe. vibe. Yep. So I think it's more like that, and mm-hmm. I think so. I think it's like I think it's children friendly. Yeah. Like you Definitely. put your finger on. And I think the other places in Sunnydale are bars. Are for grown-up. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this goth club, it reminded me. So, like, years ago I was in Berlin, and Berlin has a lot of wild bars and clubs. And discotheques, right? Yeah. yeah. There's lots of, like, discotheques and stuff, but there's a lot of, like, really weird little places too, absinthe bars and whatever. But I went to this goth bar in Berlin, and it, I, it looked like this. You went downstairs. There was, like, crazy candelabras with candles, like, dripping wax on everything, and, like, everyone, all the bartenders were in, like, gothy outfits. It was amazing. It was so, it was like this place. Oh, sounds fun. You know, um, yeah, so it, I've been to this Did you, uh, club. so did you become a vampire? No, but they poured a <laughs> shot in my mouth from, like, the second level or whatever. It was like these, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, we so we still to, got some action. We went to a lot of bars yeah. that <laughs> Uh, I wrote, why are they blowtorching the door? It becomes apparent later why they're doing this, but it's very weird when the club is open to be just, like, blowtorching and welding the door. It's being built. I was like, is this, like, a welding bar? <laughs> For tradespeople. Oh, <laughs> uh, And so Ford goes down in there and is like, hey, sub. Like, he knows everyone. And this man in a cape... Marvin, uh, I mean Diego, yeah. his friend, um, comes up to him and is like, are you, are you doing the thing? Like, they they planned this whole exchange with Buffy, I guess. And then um, Ford starts, like, popping Ritalin. It's so 90s. <laughs> I, would, I mean, it's very funny. Like, Ritalin sort of, I guess, I guess it was a party drug or I mean, it was he's, just he's lying yeah. he's taking his medicine for his brain tumors true. and he's oh, lying oh I didn't get that Ugh. I I had lots of friends who were taking medicine for Ritalin. something and yeah. they just said uh, no it's just Ritalin just Ritalin but, uh, but they were taking you know other things yeah uh, sometimes for for you know medicine prescribed to them from a doctor and sometimes medicine prescribed to them by themselves so uh, <laughs> yeah so he then he like mouths along with his movie that's playing at the golf club. Oh. You play your wits against mine. We who commanded armies hundreds of years before you were born. Oh. Do you know what movie this is? No, I don't. 
I was think, like, I think it it's a, it must Dracula. Be, I was like, it yeah. must be a Dracula, but it's not like the Keanu Reeves one. It must be some Dracula. It's like a 1960s, 1970s mm. one. But the guy who's in it, the, the guy that he is mouthing along with, is the Dracula that the film, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the 1990s, late 80s movie that we haven't watched yet, mm. the main villain is based on that Dracula. Oh, cool. So... So there's a bit of an Easter egg in there. Cool, cool, cool. And that's just like just straight straight down to how they make the villain in the film look. They make it look like mm. the the vampire in that old movie that they were watching down in the down in Diego's down dungeon. In dungeon land. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you know what this movie is, can you please message us and tell us? Because yes. I'm not probably gonna go look it up. But somebody <laughs> can message me. <laughs> now, what are they referencing? because uh, I'd love to know. Uh, and maybe we'll watch it. Maybe we won't. <laughs> Time will tell. Uh, oh, okay. And then this is such a cute Willow scene. She's so cute in her bedroom. She's got her little nightie on yeah. and her little bunny slippers. And Angel comes to ask her for help because he feels like this Ford guy is kind of sketchy. And she can Google mm -hmm. uh, before Google. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She can Google before Google. <laughs> what a gift. I know. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Uh, and uh, she's like, I'm not supposed to have boys in my room. I know. <laughs> it's so cute. It is so cute. Uh, um, see, and this is, again, with the platonic thing. Like, he's in her bedroom and he's like, I'll behave. Like, it, it's like a joke, but she's sort of like in her little nightie. So it's sort of like a bit weird. Mm -hmm. But, again, it's the playing, I think, of heterosexual people being mm -hmm. around each other mm -hmm. in different ways, in different spaces, mm -hmm. and what that is or what that means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And acknowledging acknowledging that a bedroom is a private space. Mm -hmm. It's a different space. It's yeah, different she, like, space. hides her little bra. I know. Her, <laughs> her tiny bra. bra. <laughs> what cup. And they have a great combo, don't they? Yeah. But Will's like, I don't feel right about this. You're jealous. And he's like, yeah, I have been. Yeah. But he admits it. Yeah. To it's Willow. Like, yes. And he's like, I know, I know. Um, and it, it is screwed up and it is frustrating for me. And also I feel, I don't feel right about this all the same. I don't think it's jealousy. I don't think it's that. Something's not right. Yeah. And he says this is like a new feeling. He just spent a hundred years um, just hanging out and feeling guilty. <laughs> it's <was> very funny. <laughs> so this is just new. It's sort of brought him out of this bunk, this hundred-year bunk yeah. that he's been in. So there's all these new feelings, um, which he sort of acknowledges like he's not good at feelings, like he's good at brooding, but not good at like communication because mm -hmm. he's never had to, really. Mm -hmm. And he's admitting that he's emotionally immature mm. or that he's – has, like, there is a lack of experience mm -hmm. with Im sort of an emotional, like, his emotional well-being in this society. So Ford and Buffy are, like, hanging out and dusting vampires. Uh, and this is when he sort of gets that vampire, but is like, I won't dust you if you tell me. Tell me. Tell me what I need to know. Uh, and Buffy just thinks he dust this vampire yes, so she's very impressed yeah very impressed he's she's like wow literally none of my friends have ever do you think it. you could dust a vampire 
Um, like, no. <laughs> I'm Giles. <laughs> Do you clean your rings like Giles does after oh, you yeah. beat the shit out of <laughs> So hot. <laughs> uh, you would, actually. Maybe I would beat a human up. <laughs> I think you would, especially if it was personal. <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> maybe. And they were messing with your friends? Oh, you would. Yeah, if they were messing with my friends. Yeah. Fuck them up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, or just be mean to them and they want me to like them. That works for me. <laughs> uh, so the goth bar is called the Sunset Club, which is so, that's a, such a bad name for a yeah. goth bar. Well, it's also a name of like a California club. Yeah. Yeah. Sunset the Sunset club. Strip, the Sunset. Oh, they could have come up with some more clever names because it's not just a goth bar as we find out. It's like a vampire bar. Mm-hmm. A vampire worshiper bar mm-hmm. um, because Xander, Willow, and Angel go to investigate the bar. Yeah. The club. Um, so they go down and like start like, there's like music and they're like looking around. And they're the yeah. only people in like colors. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is in black, a little goss. There's that one guy who's in the coffin. He's like, sup? <laughs> he's just hanging out in the coffin. <laughs> and they're like, so funny. Hey, are you getting the whole vampire vibe? I know. It's just such a funny scene. It is. I love this bar. It's amazing. I would totally go to this bar. Yeah. Um, and, and Angel is not impressed. He thinks they're all stupid to worship vampires because they have this little combo with this lady. Chanterelle. Yeah. Her oh, name. Chanterelle. Yeah. He says it once. Her name is said once. That's not her real name. That's like her goth name. That is a mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> a chanterelle. <laughs> yummy. I mean, it can be her name, but it's it's going to – it's like her I'm a vampire name. Yeah, it's like vampire. Diego. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds like Drusilla. Like it's yeah. – yeah. It's her vampire it's her identity. Vamp, vamp name. Her desired yeah. identity. It's funny they don't know Angel's a vampire, but I guess you can't really tell. They don't know anything about vampires. They've yeah. never seen one. Except then Angel's like, they don't – this isn't how dr- <laughs> vampires dress. And that guy walks by in his outfit. <laughs> it's so funny. It's such a good burn. <laughs> Honestly, that made me laugh more than a lot of things in the show. That was very good. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that was a great joke. <laughs> okay. And then we go to uh, Giles and Miss Calendar. They're talking about, like, their date they went on, and they went to monster trucks. <laughs> no. Why would she think he would like that? She was like, I don't know. I'm just trying to be, like, adventurous. <laughs> yeah. I also, like, he's, I think she's also, like, they go to football and they go to monster trucks. She's like, I want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So you come with me to the things I like to do. It's funny. She likes monster <laughs> trucks. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just so cute. It's so cute that they're having this, like, lovers. But she also thinks that his stuffiness is so charming. She yes. likes it about him. And he does it. He goes with her. Yeah. And he's like, I gave it a good try. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's so cute. I love them. Uh, and then this vamp, and they're, like, in the library with Buffy, and then this vampire that Buffy thought um, Ford dusted, she, like, Pops out of Giles' room. With a book. With a she book. stole my book. So do they say what this book is? Is it like the... Is it like... Oh, God. Is so, it like the Codex? What the fuck is that book called? Yeah. The, the Book of Prophecies? The Codex. I mean, we don't know yet. We know that the book gets transported to... Gets delivered to Spike. And it's 
ancient. It looks crumbly and really old. Yeah. So I feel, I mean, this is my guess. I feel like it is like that book of prophecies that like, um, I don't, they read about Buffy's shit with them. Um, the Pergamum prophecy. Yeah. The yeah, per- yeah, yeah. Or something. Pergamum. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, the one that had the prophecy about Buffy dying with the master yes. and et cetera. That's my guess, but I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. But that's, that's, you know. He, yeah. Spike is trying to gather as much information as yeah. possible. Yeah. We've got him watching surveillance, but like taking footage of how she fights yeah. and studying it and. He's just, yeah. Yeah. He's, he he becomes quite a, he's become quite obsessed. Mm, yes. I'd say with killing the Slayer. Totally. Which. And he wants to do it perfectly. He wants to have like more information than her to really get her. Yeah. You know. He's studying. Yes. So he needs a book. It's cool. Yeah. I relate. You respect. You respect it. <laughs> I respect the the work. You do. <laughs> uh, so then Buffy's like, oh, like I thought. Like, what the fuck? Uh, I thought Ford did this thing. So now she's, it's dropped in. Like, there's something fucked up with him. And and then we have this, like, amazing scene with Drusilla, like, talking to the dead bird. She's like, sing for me. (laughs) Why won't you sing? (laughs) I'll feed you a seed. Yeah. (laughs) It's so creepy. She's so creepy. And Spike comes and is like i mean this is interesting he gets frustrated with her and we haven't really seen him he's mostly been very patient and like very like loving and supportive but Mm -hmm. he gets really frustrated and he's like it's a dead bird like you killed it because you never fucking fed it (laughs) i'll give you a seed if you sing the bird's dead drew you left it in a cage and you didn't feed it and now it's all dead just like the last one I'm sorry, baby. I'm a bad, rude man. I just don't like you going out, that's all. You are weak. Would you like a new bird? One that's not dead. And why is he mad at Drusilla? Mm-hmm. Because... Because he, she was out, and he wasn't around, and she talked to Angel. And he didn't want her to. No. But also, she's not supposed to be out wandering around by herself. Yeah. Because she is cuckoo <laughs> something, And there's something, she's not as capable of taking care of herself like other vampires. She isn't, we haven't watched Drusilla, like, physically fight necessarily mm. yet. Which is why she could sort of, I'm sure she could have taken that child, because it was a child, but anyone else she might not yeah i don't know we're getting spike saying things like you're weak mm. and things so there's something up with mm-hmm. drusilla that we don't that hasn't been fully illuminated yet mm-hmm. and that sounds like i just can't imagine you say to your vampire lover you're weak if that's their usual state for 150 years since you've been lovers I feel like you say to someone you're weak when you know them to be usually in a different state, in a stronger state. Mm. So I get... Yeah, you need to get strength. There's something going on yeah. with Drusilla's state. And, and that is totally like fueling Spike's concern. Yeah. And also his jealousy. Mm-hmm. I read a bit of jealousy into that. Angel. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And so Ford 
shows up at the lair. Yes. Ballsy, man. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's got nothing to lose. We're totally. Find out later. Yeah. And Spike's like, where's my security? And someone just walked right in here. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. All these stupid vampires. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He's always so upset. Because well, everyone is dumb but him. Yes. Yeah. It's true. He's the smartest vampire we've ever seen. Yes. In the show. Uh, and he's never afraid. No, he's not afraid. No, he's never He's never afraid. He's always just like, oh, things aren't going the way I wanted or planned, but chaos is amazing, so here we go. He like, thrives. Just like rides the wave or whatever. Yeah. So he doesn't mind when the chaos is, is happening. He loves it. Yeah. Uh, so then we find out Ford wants to be a vampire. At this moment, mm-hmm. which is interesting, you're sort of like you're sort of like okay, okay. He, he's in this vampire worshippers club. They all want to be vampires. He does, but it sort of still doesn't quite resonate. You're mm-hmm. like, this is. It's not quite. You're like, this is why he's doing all this stuff, is and why he's betraying his old friend, like because he wants. It's not quite there yet, or at least it wasn't for me. I yeah, was yeah, like, definitely. Why? 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he arranges this, like, trade that he's going to bring Buffy and and he could become a vampire. Coward. And then Angel goes to Buffy's house, and this is where they have this conversation where he's like, do you love me? She's like, I love you, but I, I don't, don't trust you. I don't trust you. Yeah. Very interesting. Wonderful differentiation, right? Mm, Two. Yep. And, and then, yeah. and then he spills the fucking beans. Yeah, this is, whew, I didn't, I guess I should have saw it coming, but I don't know. I never see anything coming in the show. Angel's a hard one to pin down. I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't know what he He, thinks or what his motivation is. And his his life, the mystery around this character is so important to the reason why their connection is so fraught. Mm -hmm. It's It's because of all of these unanswered... How does a vampire and a human being... Their relationship should be fucked. That's fucked. How do you love a murderer? How do you love a outright demonic demon? Well, and so he says, like, he loved this woman, Drusilla. Mm -hmm. He loved her because she she was innocent and beautiful and chaste. Very interesting word, chaste. Uh... And he drove her mad mm-hmm. by killing everyone she knew mm-hmm. and torturing her mind. And then she went to join a convent to, like, get away from him. And then he turned her, like, on the day she was supposed to sort of marry God, you know. <laughs> it's fucked. The demon inside of Angel has perverted his uh, his love, his romantic side. Mm has perverted his, the lover in him, the demon inside of Angel is the scariest kind of demon there is. Someone who wants to torture and make the lives of women painful is horrible. Well, it's really interesting because I don't have trouble with Angel. I don't know if it's David Boreanaz's, like, performance or if it's just the character of Angel. I have trouble, like... Um, I don't know, like, Spike is, like, he's full of character, you know what he wants, and Drusilla, like, all these people have, like, their characters, and Angel's just so sort of, like, flat, and I know he's, like, playing that way, but I don't know, 
I don't know if I like it. I, I, I don't know if I see enough, like, deep pain that he's masking or if he's doing too good of a job. Like, I don't know, you know? Like, if I want a bit more of it to sort of, like, come out and be put back. I just want sort of, like, more from him, I guess. You just wait. <laughs> <laughs> She's, like, so smugly, like, <laughs> No, I think it's a – I think I love when I hear you talk about this because – you first of all, you're entitled to your interpretation of that character, you, and and absolutely, absolutely trying to put your finger on like what the hell is going on with him, mm. and also just having seen the show, I'm just like, well, <laughs> we're going to find out how you feel very soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. We will see. We will see. Um, so this is a big reveal. I wrote, that's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then Buffy sees Ford later, like, at school. And he's like, meet me later. And she's like, okay. Because she knows he's fucked up. And then Angel has also told her. So the, the gig is up. She knows, like, he's doing something. And she decides to go meet him because she's like, I want to see what's going on. Where, mm-hmm. What are you doing? Um, so she, he goes to the goth bar to, like, wait for her, for the trap. The vampires are going to come there later. And then she shows up, and it sort of plays into his trap. He knew, she knew. Yeah. And that they would all end up there. And then they, I can't believe they welded this door so that, um, you close it from the outside and it's locked. It's not to fire code. (laughs) (laughs) No, they want to be locked in, and they want the vampires to come and... Uh, yeah. So, to clarify, to become a vampire, they suck your blood, and then you suck their blood. Mm-hmm. And then and then it just happens, you vampire? Yeah. I was reading this other book called A Discovery of Witches, um, which is has a lot of vampires in it. And in that book, they have to suck all of your blood out, and then you suck blood back and you have like their blood as your blood that is what happens in this case as well Cool. so they bring you to the brink of death Mm -hmm. and then you like right till your heart is slow they and then you suck their blood and you replace Mm. your it's a mixing of blood it's and there's a lot of conversation about what their what these 18 17 18 19th century people are thinking about but there's a lot of theories about how it is basically basically an understanding of how children are made, mm. a mixing of Blood parents, and, yeah. a mixing of genetic material of some kind. There's also um, a lot of reference to the invention of blood transfusion blood transfusion bringing people back to life. You being able to use someone else's blood to survive on was like this was invented in this time, in the time of vampires. Mm. And, but but was was a person who was brought back to life from an illness using someone else's blood changed forever. Oh, interesting. And, and what was the cost of that medicine to your soul and to your relationship with religion and God? And that's why you get, you know, there's a lot of religions who do not, don't do, don't do blood transfusions, right? Oh, don't yeah, tamper yeah. with any Jehovah's Witness, oh. Rastafarians. There's a lot of religions cultures and societies that don't do not dabble in uh this form of medicine the mixing of blood 
So for religious purposes. So so hmm. also Bram Stoker is investigating. What is that? Is it good? Is it evil? Mm. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. This is a sidebar, but I have like learned about pregnant people that they have they get like forty percent more blood volume or fifty per I don't know. It's like a lot more blood. And I was like, oh, my God, why don't vampires just find pregnant people? Because, like, they're full of blood. Well, I'm sure there is a vampire out there who is like, I eat the pregnant yeah, people. Yeah, because they have so much extra blood. <laughs> it's sort of like with vampirism, too, it is an expression of someone's sexual desire. Mm. You you get Spike saying it, right? I've known you for three seconds, and I don't want you to live forever. Yeah. There's like a – they take it seriously who they change. Well, and they're their, like, kid. Yeah, there is a familial sort of coven um, relationship, rapport, whatever. They, they haven't gone into it a ton. Your blood is shared. Yeah, but, yeah. Yep. it's It's all, you know – the master, such an old, old, old vampire, are many of the vampires we're seeing made by the vampires that the master made? Like, is the master the big daddy vampire? Like, if you think he about it. He is the oldest one we've ever met in the show. Well, and just through pure population probability math, the older you are, the more ancestors you're going to have. Mm-hmm. It's like I was reading about in the United States, like something like, oh, it's some ridiculous number, like 300,000 or 3 million. It's a huge number of people who all claim lineage to the original people, the original white settlers who came over um, oh, the uh, Plymouth, Plymouth Rock. Rock people. There's so, there's oh. so many people who claim lineage to that group. It gives you really interesting insight as to all of the religious conflict that's happening in the United States now. If you think about that, if you think about how many people came from those people who were fleeing Europe to be more extreme in their <laughs> Christianity. Yeah. And But if you think about that in a vampiric level of demons who are immortal and never die and they can just keep breeding and making more vampires uh, from their own demon, it's fucked. It's so many vampires. The master could have so many Vampire children. Angel could have so many vampire children. I know. I'm just finding out how many he has in this episode. I'm sorry. It's heavy. It's a lot. It's heavy. (laughs) Uh, Daddy Angel. (laughs) So Ford gets a page from Spike or someone. (laughs) (laughs) So awesome. And then sort of Buffy has this – she's trying to break out. She's like, this is fucked. Everyone get out of here. And then she's really yelling at Ford, like, why are you doing this? Why? Why? Why are you, like, condemning all these people to die? And he's like, this is my only option. Like, I'm sick. I'm going to die in six months. I have cancer. Ford, these people don't deserve to die. Well, neither do I. But apparently no one took that into consideration because I'm still dying. I look good, don't I? Let me tell you something. I got maybe six months left, and by then, what they bury won't even look like me. It'll be bald and shriveled, and it'll smell bad. No, I'm not going out that way. I'm sorry, Summers. Did I screw up your righteous anger riff? Does the nest of tumors liquefying my brain kind of spoil the fun? 
sorry. I had no idea. But what you're doing is still very wrong. Okay, well, you try vomiting for 24 hours straight because the pain in your head is so intense. And then we'll discuss the concept of right and wrong. So this makes all of his actions make sense to me now. All, everything, the reason why he's doing this yep. all makes sense. Yep. Because he's very afraid to die. Yep. Of cancer. And, I mean, if I... If I was dying and there was a way to not die, like, I don't know, wouldn't everyone consider that or want that or at least think about it? If it was available? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. This is a, this is a world where we get to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. This is another thing that the, the genre, the fantasy vampire genre allows us to explore in a more real way than just like philosophically. Mm-hmm. Like you have this character actually go and do this. And, yeah, what does that do to mm-hmm. the community? You know what I mean? Yeah. Buffy, it, like, blows her mind. Yeah. That's what rattles her most about this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously learning that her lover basically sort of a – it's sort of like learning about the, – the past with Angel is sort of like a combination of learning that your partner – has has an ex that they that is still in their life and has a child. It's like the same thing in one yeah. character. Oof. Yeah, that's so. That's a that's lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they didn't tell you about it. Mm-hmm. And then they tell you about it, and then you understand why they didn't tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's a lot for Buffy in this. Buffy's like, okay, life. Uh, life's hard. No, thank you. No more life. No more experience, please. Yeah. <laughs> no more knowing. Light, that's what the last line is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, Buffy is pretty quick, like, she sort of understands, but she's like, no, death is always preferable, like. Well, you're just going to kill people. Yeah. When you become a vampire. You're going to become a murderer. You'll be, you'll be a killer. Mm -hmm. And that's a selfish act. Yeah. I think that's also maybe a part of the episode that they could make a little bit more clear. It's not just, you're going to die anyway. Yeah. It's not you. It's also, Ford, you're going to d- become a vampire and then kill a bunch of and people. I can't let you do that. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. It's a moral, it's Buffy's, like, duty, her moral duty as the Slayer to stop this because yeah. it's her, it's her duty as a Slayer to just stop um, evil and vampires from killing all of humanity and taking over. It's her big job. <laughs> well, and then coming to terms with the fact that that means not saving everyone. Mm-hmm. That means there will still be people who die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she, right? she, you know, Spike and the gang show up, fighting, blood sucking ensues. Um, but then she she holds Drusilla hostage because she's found out, like, Drusilla is Spike's lover. Um, and then she escapes with everyone, but she leaves Ford to well, He's to unconscious. Die. Yeah. Yeah, at the bottom of the stairs. So she, she can't, can't get him. She can't get him, and she has to leave him to die. So that's a bummer. I think Drusilla ate him. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Because <laughs> she wanted a treat. Yeah. I want a treat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, that's a, it's a sad ending. Like, she's... She's sad yeah, that she had to make sad. that choice. And she goes to his grave after with Giles. Um, but this is the part I don't understand. So 
he didn't become a vampire because he just died because they like drank all his blood, right? Like, well, we didn't see that. We didn't see what happened to him. So he did become a vampire because he popped out of the grave. Yeah, they made him into. So a vampire. they did make him into a vampire. Yeah, they did. Why? To keep their promise. Yeah. They I still don't know. get to I just feed. Didn't really get that. Thought they would just kill him. No. Hmm. And then I was like, I was like, is he a demon or a vampire? I'm still not 100% sure about the difference between demons and vampires. But, so he was a vampire. Yep, he was a vampire. Mm-hmm. All vampires are demons. Not all demons are vampires. Mm-hmm. So, like, L- Reptile Boy, mm-hmm. that's a demon. But it's yeah. not a vampire. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're mammals. Not yeah. all mammals are humans. <laughs> Let me just draw a graph. <laughs> Science! <laughs> We'll break it down after <laughs> in a chart. Uh, those are all my questions. I'm not really sure. I understand, but I I, I understand that he Buffy had no qualms about like dusting this this thing that came out of his grave, which wasn't him, was a vampire that was in his body. Yeah, yeah. He he became a vampire. Yeah, yeah. But he was just a. Uh, not him anymore. Like, the last thing we see of Ford is him being like, oh, I, like, rubs his head, and he's like, well, I brought her to you. Like, we get mind of the bargain, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you didn't really. They're out there, and we're in here. And he's like, it doesn't matter. You, you made a bargain with me. And Spike goes, you're right. We did. So, and then you see them sort of descend on him. I think the moment is, oh, Ford is now going to find out what it is to die because mm. the thing that comes back into his body will not be him. Yeah. It's like a parasite. Yeah. They kill your soul. They replace it with a demonic energy, with mm-hmm. a vampire yeah. that lives in his body, has his memories. Buffy tries to explain it to him. Um, So what comes out of that grave is Ford, but it's Ford the vampire vampire it's no longer for the man yep and then she just killed it (laughs) (laughs) and then giles is like i'll tell you a nice story about how everything's fine and we all live happily ever after yeah he's like and the bad guys always have horns and wear black hats and (laughs) (laughs) so cute i know uh yeah and that's uh, that's the episode kind of heavy (sighs) just have a moment of silence for all of those poor idiots who wanted to become vampires. This one's for you, Chanterelle. Chanterelle. Okay, shall we move into our next section? Ooh la la! Ooh la la! Some assembly Let's start off the top. I believe, okay, we see Drusilla. She's in her, like, you know, classic little white nighty thing. Um, and But then I was, like, looking at her hands, and she's got this manicure. I swear it's black with, like, white tips. It is. Is it? Beautiful. This is Drusilla's nails. Oh, they're excellent. Like, it's like the French tip was everywhere in the It's the inverse, in the 90s. basically. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Very, like, gothy vampire. I'm into this. I want, I'm going to do this. <laughs> uh, it's excellent. 
And then Miss Calendar is in this maxi dress. It's when she's going to, inviting Giles to go on, like, this mystery date. She's in a maxi dress. Yeah. It's gray with, like, red leaves. I kind of love it. And then a leather jacket. And her hair is in that classic, like, twist with, like, the little spikes. Spikies, yeah. yeah. Very cute. It, it's like a banana clip or whatever. Yeah. Little spikes. <laughs> There's lots of spiky but twisted hair. Yeah. Buffy has a bit of it, too, Yeah, definitely. On. I have a note about that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's artful. Uh, okay, and then this is the classic. Buffy has a zigzag part. I know! It is the first time, I believe, she's done it in, in the show. So I used to do a center zigzag part. Me, too. I mean, it was just so cool. And I'd go from the back to the front, or I'd experiment with, like, from the front to the back. Yes. And, like, try and figure out what worked best it's for my so hair. so cool. But yeah, she does have I and I know that like Rachel from Friends also sports a zigzag part around the same time as this. It just was trendy for like a hot minute. Yeah. But I totally did it. Like a few a few months in the spring. Yeah, I don't know. Of but 19, of it was amazing. <laughs> uh bring it back. Bring the zigzag part back. <laughs> I mean, we can do it anytime we want. Um, it's just hard when your hair is parted and then it feels weird when you do a zigzag part and they just want to uh, flop over the other way. Well, I think it is a part that, I guess in my opinion, works best in the center. Mm -hmm. I think it's difficult to do a side zigzag part. Yes. And until this whole, until like the revolution and like, or the return of the center part that the, the Gen center Z. center part's back. Oh, I know, but I've always had one. Yeah. I've, You're in with the children. I am in with the children. I don't have one right now because my hair looks, it's just like, I look like I just came out of a tornado. Quarantine. I look like Helen Hunt circa the end of Twister. Twister. <laughs> so I have no part. Your hair I just isn't have... straw-like enough to be a Helen Hunt. <laughs> no, it's not. But I, I... I get it. It's a center part that's a zigzag that is so fetching on her. It's fetch. Uh, bring it back. I hope she does it again. Mm -hmm. uh, Willow has a hideous green tights and green sweater combo. Oh, yeah. She, I think she's worn these tights before. Stop with the colored tights, <laughs> Willow. I thought she might be hot girl Willow. No. She looks like a leprechaun. Yeah, <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> it's matching sweater and tights. Oh, very kindergarten. I know. Ugh, no, no. Okay, and then Ford shows up with his, like, shiny black hair. It looks, like, yeah. gelled. It's yeah. very shiny. It's I was very like, boy band. Is it greasy or shiny with gel? But it is, yeah, very mm -hmm. in sync mm. uh, with the little bang mm -hmm. pieces. It's Backstreet Boys. He's the bad Backstreet Boy with a heart of gold. Yeah, That's and he's got an earring. Um, so he looks great, like very boy band heartthrob. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bit of grunge. Yeah. Um, and it's different than how Angel looks. Angel kind of looks, I don't know, I don't want to say like timeless or classic because he's got like spiky, floopy hair. I'll but take timeless or classic. He doesn't look very right. trendy. No. Or like, or like young, cool teen, which is sort of what Buffy's vibe is, is like young, cool, trendy teen. No, he's in he's in tank tops and leather jackets and button-up uh, collared shirts. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of, I don't know. In like blood tones. <laughs> yeah. Earthy blood. Um, but Ford looks like a, like a Backstreet Boy. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Angel shirt, speaking of collared shirts, at the bronze, he's wearing this collared shirt, and I swear... Pattern is like velvety. Yep. 
It's like brown, and then on top it's like black velvet swirls yep. and shit. Yeah. It must be stinky. I bet it's polyester oh, yeah. shit. I mean, I think Angel, I think nothing but like silk. <laughs> silk? Nothing <laughs> silk touches the skin. How much can you say that? <laughs> There's, you can find a way. <laughs> I think Angel's wearing real crushed velvet. I don't think it's polyester. Oh. Um. I mean, he's a vampire for crying out loud. It's just so textured. Yeah, it is. It's heavy. It Um, is. I don't like it. (laughs) Uh, Although I do want to touch it, but I don't like it. It does make me feel like experiencing a tactile experience, (laughs) but I don't like it. (laughs) Uh, We talked about it in the app, but Willow's little, she's got like a baseball shirt nightie. I want that. Yeah, so so cute. cute. I love it. Uh, And little bunny slippers, which I also want slippers. It's hard to find a good pair of slippers these days, I have found. But uh, I wore slippers like this in high school. Well, keep us up to date if you find cute slippers. I'd love to see them. I will. (laughs) I've been on the lookout uh, for some good slippies. Uh, okay, and then Buffy, I believe, is wearing these, like, cheetah pants, or, like, I don't know if they're cheetah, but there's maybe animal print. I couldn't, they're a very small print. Yeah, they're, like, I think they're a check. Yeah. I think she's wearing a oh, check. Oh, maybe check. Yeah. Sometimes it just looks animal printy yep. to me. and but she maybe, does have those pants. Yeah, but maybe, I couldn't quite see what these were, but they are cute, and probably low-rise. Oh, yeah, everything she wears is low-rise. No. We haven't reached the the era. Well, I mean, Buffy will start wearing high-waisted stuff. Don't you worry. It's good. But not, not yet. I'm just more inspired Not by for many waist. years. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing I want to point out is Buffy's up to. Uh, it's, it's got, like, real specific pieces. Oh, yeah. It's, like, piece. Someone took the end of that comb piece, and yeah. took out those pieces. And they're just artful. Yeah. They're, like, so specific. Oh, I know. She looks like, um, you know, in Edward Scissorhands, mm-hmm. when he gives all the wacky haircuts, and that one lady just has, like, pieces of hair, like, in a ponytail. <laughs> just looks like that. Oh, yeah. No, but I remember, like, hairdressers, like, like doing the, the updo comb. and then taking out these intentional flyaway to make it look less done. Yeah. Or to like, frame oh, your face. Oh, it's messy, but yeah. it's so I know. specific. <laughs> I know. I prefer when she just does the twist and she has her little bangs out. Yeah. I don't like the the sort of the like racing strip of like pieces coming and out. And also the side. she sort of had like a pompadour too. Like a, the front was like yes. swept back. I don't know. It was a yep. weird, weird hairdo. Yep. It's a weird choice. They do give her volume. You're right. They do give her volume sometimes in that twist, and sometimes they don't. I think it's better when they don't. Yeah. Just simple. Yeah. Sometimes it can go. And just in high school, I mean, you will do things, but that was so specific that no one but a hairdresser would do that. Uh, No. Never. No. Okay. Let us move on to Bewitched, Bothered, and and Bewildered. Bewildered. There are things I will, I will, there are things I will not tolerate. I will not tolerate. Well, I did have a note um, about something Xander says. Um, This is after Ford comes and he's like kind of jealous of him. And he goes, geez, doesn't she know any fat guys? Oh, yeah, cringy. Yeah, so 
Again, with the dropping in of the fat phobia and, like, yeah, there are no fat characters in this show. And, you know, Xander saying that is just saying he would not be threatened by, by a fat person. Yes, that's and, what you know. So, again, like, that's, it's, um, it's not rampant in the show, like some other shows, Friends, uh, but it's, it's, it's there, um, because I think it was very common in the 90s. Oh, yes. Like, the fat phobia. Day on the daily. Just in pop culture, but also just in, in life, oh, in my yeah. experience as a, as a teen, yeah. uh, you know, growing up at that time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Troubling. And that's sort of the only real troubling part of the episode I found. Everything else was quite interesting, like interesting themes and yeah, deep themes. Everything else of, was intentional. And, death and, yeah. and things and not really throwing away anything else. Oh. But that's just a little throwaway that is oh, supposed yes. to be funny, but it's not fucking funny. <laughs> no. No. And I don't think uh, – I mean, I don't remember watching it and and – watching this episode and clocking that but it's also certainly something that I mean I was very lucky I guess to I just didn't have any I just didn't have uh my mom like my mom had a really healthy relationship with her body and I'm very lucky and grateful that that wasn't my mom didn't uh place a lot of her weird trauma about I don't know body insecurity or whatever on me at all Mm-hmm. at all so um but it's so insidious and in the 90s it's like uh this was when it was very common to be counting calories it was very common to be like it was expected of people in hollywood to be under 100 pounds yeah that is uh cruel and unusual mm-hmm. like it's just so messed up yeah that that was like a regular expectation. Mm-hmm. I watched The Devil Wears Prada the other day, and you know they throw out like they call her a six. It's hard to watch now. I do love that movie in a lot of ways because there's lots of fun and I love fashion, but it's it's like harder and harder to watch. You know. Well, it's also it's like what's taking so long. We've like. This is bad. Mm-hmm. This is bad, exclusionary, damaging, destructive. Yeah. What's it's so bad. Yep. So yeah, it's it's really shitty. Mm-hmm. And Xander's better than that. I know. He he does it's not in unlike his character to make a cheap jab when he's feeling hurt. It's not like any of these characters actually. Yeah. Maybe Willow. Willow, haven't really heard her go for the low blow. But, uh, and Buffy, you know, for all of her quips and puns and smart stuff, she usually keeps it, um, you know, she just wants to insult the vampire and the demons. She doesn't want to put anybody down. She insults Cordelia. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In the, oh, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. in that episode in the beginning. But, mm-hmm. but like... Those are the two people, Buffy and Xander, who mm-hmm. kind of go there. Yeah, totally. And Cordelia, but, you know. Yeah. She's just bitch. Well, it's, it's just, yeah, it's different just when it's an she, evil character. Well, I and mean, when it's used for storytelling that, like, this person is saying this and yeah. you're supposed to be disgusted by them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, 
But that's 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 all I had in this yeah. episode. Well, let's talk about our favorite quote. Okay. Okay, I want to go, go first. first. So I really love. Um. Okay, what's this one that I wrote down? Oh, I know what it says. So this is what Buffy is saying when she grabs Drusilla in the club hmm. and she threatens to kill her to let Spike get out. She says, now you let everybody out of here or your girlfriend fits in an ashtray. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also have the one I think you you must have written it down to. Hmm. Um, something every American teenager should get to do. Uh, die young and stay pretty. Yeah, I wrote that down too. It's a very Buffy line that he yeah. says. Uh, it's excellent. I love that he says pretty. Die young and stay pretty. Yeah. Uh, I have sure thing, bossy the cow. Which is Anderson's angel. Which I thought was really funny and stupid. <laughs> It's also just Xander's delivery of the of this text is so spot on. So funny. He and like I have another Xander when um Ford shakes hands with Angel and he says, Cold hands, and Xander goes, You're not wrong. (laughs) Just so funny. Xander's just so funny. Well, Uh, he's just like trying to like jab Angel whenever he can. They really have this like, I don't know. Angel doesn't engage in it. No, he doesn't even pay attention. Yeah. He's like, and Xander just is trying to, <laughs> to spar. But this Angel just like walks away. It's very funny. <laughs> I know. Okay. Oh, well, thanks for joining us, everybody at home. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I hope you're not feeling too lied to or hurt by people's lies. <laughs> Okay, until next time. XO, XO, Buffy Girl. Bye. Arg. Grr. Grr. Arg.